Welcome to the war. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. It's been a long time since uh, we brought you an episode of the war, nearly uh, two years, when the series ended with Dear Mr. American. I've gotten a few letters uh, from people who enjoyed the series, and I've thought about it several times. I continue to discover, uh, radio programs I wasn't aware of at the time that I first did this. And I thought they could, they really could have fit into the series. But of course, you couldn't properly go back and add most of them without messing with the symmetry of the series and where it ended. They couldn't rightly just be tacked on to the end. But I did find one episode that did need to be done. It made up for a deficiency, something I could not find while I was doing uh, the series. If you'll recall, I mentioned back in May of 2014, not being able to find any uh, Memorial Day programs from uh, World War II that I think would really uh, be appropriate. And I speculated at the time that during the war, with so many constant... uh, casualties, it wouldn't have had that big of a focus during wartime. Because in many towns and cities, Memorial Day is practically every day. But after the war, after the war, they'd remember. And I found a program that really expressed that. It's a newly discovered episode of The Mayor of the Town. And uh, the original air date is May the 25th of 1946. And the title is Memorial Day Parade. Noxzema's two famous products. Noxzema Skin Cream for a smoother skin. And Noxzema Shave Cream for a cooler shave. Presents the mayor of the town starring Lionel Barrymore. to softer, smoother, lovelier-looking skin. That's Noxzema's promise to you girls with facial problems, like rough, dry skin or externally caused blemishes. You see, Noxzema is a medicated formula, a real aid to healing. Noxzema helps smooth and soften rough, dry skin, helps heal ugly externally caused blemishes quick, and I mean quick. Prove it for yourself. Apply Noxzema night and morning. It's greaseless, non-sticky, quickly vanishes into the pores to form an ideal base for powder. And what a thrill when you discover how quickly Noxzema helps your skin become lovelier to look at, softer to touch. So don't wait. Get Noxzema Skin Cream right away. And now, the mayor of the town starring Lionel Barrymore with Agnes Moorhead as Marilly and Conrad Binion as Butch. It's a fine Memorial Day morning in Springdale. The sun has risen bright and warm, and the mayor and his housekeeper, Marilly, are in the kitchen. His ward, Butch, is just coming in the back porch door. Oh, Oh, now, look. What are you expecting to do? Snub the door with his nose like a seal? Oh, bang in, bang 
Well, he's only got two hands, you know. You've had him lugging in armloads of those peonies all morning. Peonies? I said peonies. Well, you can say peonies till you run out of breath, but my mother grew them and my grandmother grew them, and what they raised was peonies, Mayor. Is that a fact? Yes, that is a fact. Well, sometimes I think how much more peaceful life would be around here if your mother had confined herself to raising posies. Oh, well, I put these really in the sink, Rosso, in the sink. Oh, I got 24 red peonies and 22 white pineys and 18 pink peonies. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's not speak in foreign tongues. Oh, that's what Abby Peters calls them, Mary. No. Oh, well, Abby Peters is practically illiterate. He can't add seven and five and get eleven. Can you? Well, didn't you just hear me? Why? Uh, never mind, never mind. Well, anyhow, the correct pronunciation is piney. No. Mm-hmm. You want me to get the dictionary, Mom? Well, no, that wouldn't prove anything, Roscoe. It was written by a man, and men always stick together. <laughs> no matter what Mr. Webster and his family choose to call them, we Joneses will still say piney. Uh, uh, there, I got your mass and jars all washed. Oh. Where do you want them? <laughs> In the market basket with the trowel. Ah. My land that's all. Oh, I'll get it, Morelli. It's probably old Abby Peters wanting to know what time we're going to start. Oh, doggone, Morelli. Did you promise to take Abby and her mother to the parade? Well, I was just forced to, Mayor. She hinted and hinted and hinted. Yeah, two of the world's greatest backseat drivers. Well, Abby doesn't have much joy and jollity, you know. Uh, Won't hurt you to spare her a few drops of the milk of human kindness. Oh, I would gladly give her a whole gallon of gray A homogenized. <laughs> Every time the car goes over 20 miles an hour, she wouldn't get... Look how the boiler's going to bust. Well, as I told you before... I know, I know. Abby learned to drive 30 years ago in a Stanley Steamer. Well, well, it's like I guess, Marilyn. It was old Abby Peters, and she wanted to know what time we'd be coming by. Oh, well, Hmm. I do hope you can find us a nice shady spot to watch the parade, Mayor. Yes, sir. It always makes Abby's mother faint to her stomach when she perspires, you know. That's right. Say, look. Huh? Why don't we stop at Tony's and pack her bustle with dry eyes? Out to the car on your way. Oh, okay. My camp stool and my rubber cushion. Oh, yeah. My umbrella. My, uh-huh. my, my thermos bottle and the flag's away and my sunglasses away. Uh-huh. Aren't you going to take your wading boots and your snowshoes? Oh, there's no need to put in a sarcastic oar, Mayor. Uh-huh. These are small necessities that allow me to enjoy the parade in comfort. Yeah. Now, go along. Go along, Rasta. Yes, um, God, you really get hot out. Rasta, <laughs> God, did you slam that screen door one more time? Oh, doggone it, Marilly. There's no So why don't you enter your name as Miss Atom Bomb in 1946? Oh, you may laugh. You may wax ironical, Mayor, but you won't think it's a terrible funny on the day I fly to pieces and they deliver my straight jacket. Uh, well, you better get your order in now. Well. Or didn't you know there was a clothing shortage? You might reserve one for me if I have size 42 with an extra pair of pants. Oh, Mayor. Yeah, Butch? I'll be right out. All right. Here, Merle. Huh? I guess you'll have to take over pruning these posies. Oh, now don't go and get yourself dirty. Mm. Don't forget you have to be in the parade, you know, and you don't want to ride up the main street looking like a, 
An oil gorilla. The term, I believe, is grease monkey. <laughs> and it's a noble calling. Each man is master of his pet. Nah. Pouring oil on the troubled joints and differentials of outrageous fortune. What? Never mind, really. Never mind. Come on out to the car whenever you're ready to start. Yes. And with old Abby Peters and her mother both in the back seat. You, that's a load, isn't it? But why pump it? Can't we stop at the service station? Oh, we might miss the parade. Uh, you know what always happens. They both head for the ladies' room to look at their faces, and we don't see them for 20 minutes. Oh, yes, yeah, I guess you're right. Good morning, Mayor. Hmm? Hey, oh, good morning, Mrs. Atkinson. Here's the keys, Oh, thanks, Mayor. The way you've been keeping yourself. I don't think you've been here in months. Oh, I haven't been much of anywhere except home, Mayor. Uh-huh. But today I left the baby with Mother and decided to take a long walk. Uh, aren't you going to parade? No. Well, quite a few of Charlie's friends will be marching. Yes, I know. And if Charlie were with them, I'd be standing on the curb watching for him, proud as all the other wives. But he won't be. There's not much sense in my going, is there? Well, maybe not, Mrs. Atkinson. Instead of standing on the curb and envying other wives... I'm going to walk out toward Blueberry Hill. <laughs> yes. We used to go out there a lot. Mm. Picnics, wiener roast. Charlie often mentioned it in his letters. Once the army sent it, took it out. Guess he thought it was cold or something. Well, it was in a way. Blueberry Hill meant... Gee, I wish I was back. Gee, I'm homesick. Gee, I love you. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I know. I know, Mrs. Atkinson. I know because I, I knew Charlie. Well, I mustn't keep you. Goodbye, Mayor. Goodbye, Mrs. Atkinson. Goodbye. Sir, please stop and see us whenever you're pa- passing this way. Well, Thank you, Mayor. I will. Uh, Russell? Yeah, Roy? Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm just doing the work for her. Well, go right in and do it. It's getting late. Mayor? Yes, Marilla, right over here. Well, before she has nervous prostration. What in the world are you doing out here? Nothing, nothing, nothing at all, Marilla. Just looking at the rose bushes. Oh, Apis? No. Come on, come on. Let's load up and get started for the Memorial Day Parade. Mr. If you think you have a tough time shaving, listen to the story of Harold Schaefer of Sayerville, New Jersey, as written us by Mrs. Schaefer. My husband works in a plant where they use acid. Sometimes the fumes are so strong, his face burns terribly, and his skin becomes dry, tender, and sore-looking. Imagine the torture of shaving over a skin like that. His razor just pulled and burned. Well, one day my druggist wraps a jar of Noxima shave cream... Well, the Springdale Memorial Day Parade is now moving slowly along the route of march to Greenwood Cemetery. A band is playing. And now and then, scattered hand clapping or cheers are heard as some particular group of veterans pass by. The mayor is riding in a car draped with red, white, and blue bunting. And as he sits there, the May sun warm on his uncovered head, his thoughts run like this. Well, now, uh, here we are. Going up Main Street again on another Memorial Day. Let's see, now, how many times have I done this? Nineteen from forty-six. Good Lord, this is my 27th Memorial Day parade. 
Yes, too many years. Too many wars. Too many dead. I used to like Memorial Day when I was a kid, but uh, not anymore. Too many people I used to know aren't marching. It's funny, I can't seem to get that Mrs. Atkinson out of my mind. Now we're swinging into Maple Street by bomb and car. <laughs> that signboard with Springdale's Roll of Honor looks white and clean against those new green leaves. People don't stop lookouts anymore. Before VJ Day, they used to stand and watch whenever a man appeared to paint a new gold star. Well, gold stars. A stranger would say that was a reasonable price to pay for victory. But a stranger wouldn't know the men and boys those gold stars sent for the way I knew them. Yeah, I certainly knew them well. First star is Charlie Atkins. Charlie taught mechanical drawing and coached the basketball team at Springdale High. He was married to Sandra Holmes, and they went on picnics and wiener roasts at Blueberry Hill. It was very clear in Charlie's mind what he was fighting for. Like it or not, it's a job that has to be done, Mayor. It's got to be done so the kids growing up can have the same things we have. Yep. And gold star number two is Fred Baker. It's police reporter for the morning farrier. Tough, hard-boiled, disillusioned about the human race at the ripe old age of 24. Yet people down in their luck called him the softest touch in town. I remember Fred stopping to say goodbye. Well, it's like this, Mayor. No mug's got the right to push little punks around. So I don't like it. So I join the Army. So long, Mayor. Sure. And our third and fourth gold stars stand for Art Casey and Johnny Erickson. Soda jerks at Grayson's Drugstore. Well, you'd hardly expect a couple of kids to trade their jalopy for a Jeep or their hot trumpet for a bazooka. But as Johnny explained it, it sounded reasonable. Look, Mayor, if a guy like Harry James or Bing Crosby or Red Skelton, that's his own business, see? And when anybody thinks he can tell people what they can hear or read or say, nuts to it. Yes, sir. Then Joe Green was awarded our fifth gold star. Joe Green. Ne'er do well, Jack, a no trade. Lived in a shack down by the Coon River Dam. He never owned a thing that could be stolen, borrowed, or taxed. <laughs> I didn't think Joe owned anything he wanted to fight for, either, but it seems he did. Well, I figured this way, Mayor. We can't have a lot of hoodlums running wild through the world's backyard, tearing down clotheslines, trying to scare fellas that never wore no man's collar into wearing a black or brown shirt. You just keep the fish bite until I get back. Uh, and then comes Ben Jones. Yeah, Ben Jones, our gold star number six. Ben refused to carry a gun and was referred to as our conscientious objector. He went away to serve as a stretcher bearer and was mentioned several times in dispatches for bravery under fire. And now, still unarmed, he sleeps honored and at peace under a cross in some far-off island. Yes, it was Ben who said to me... War isn't right, Mayor. No, war's never right. When it comes, 
A man's got to do what he can, the very best he can. The Lord's got a bad job ahead with all the hurt and dying. Even two hands as weak as mine can help him out. Yep. Then Gold Star 7, 8, and 9 stand for T. Koisu of the Satsuma Nursery, Carl Ottermeyer of the Frankfurt Market, and Tony Rico of the Neapolitan Cleaning and Pressing. Three names that emigrated in friendly years from Japan, Germany, and Italy. But Coiso, Ottermeyer, and Rico traded in their pruning shears and butchers, cleavers, and pressing irons for three gold stars painted on a white board in Barman Park. What did they do it for? Well, as Mrs. Ottermeyer told me... I just got a good fight, Mama. That's what man Carl said to me, Miss. I just got to show that Adolf fella, he don't speak for all the people over there. But he don't talk for you and me and all us now, Americans. Well, that brings us down to gold star number 10. That's Joe Reed. Boy who lived just across the street from me. I watched him grow out of rompers into overalls and into his first long pants. Yeah, Joe was in his last year at high school and he planned to be an electrical engineer. And he dreamed of marrying a girl named Louise. Yeah. And the sniper couldn't possibly know when he pressed the trigger that it wasn't a soldier he killed at all. It was only a red-headed kid in a sweatshirt and corduroy pants. Well, why did Joe leave the green leaves of Elm Street to die on the beach of a coral island? Well, I don't know. Maybe you can figure out for yourself. Gee, I, I couldn't really tell you why I got to get in as mayor. I hear a lot of stuff, and I read a lot of stuff. Y- you know, fancy talk from the big shots. But but it ain't that with me. I, oh, I guess it... Well, I guess it's just a feeling I'm on the right side. And that side's got to win, regardless. Yeah, and our gold stars 11 and 12 belong to Carlos Santana, second hand of the CS and O Railroad, and Wilhelm Van Dorn, chairman of the board of the Springdale State Bank. Well, death doesn't inquire your professional, financial standing, or marital status, color, or religious preferences. Death has no prejudices at all, no intolerance, and no class distinction. Well, here's Greenwood Cemetery just ahead. The real end of our Springdale Memorial Day Parade. sit here and smoke a while. Oh. It's uh, too nice a night to be inside. Yeah. Well, good night, Mayor. Good night, Molly. Good night. Good night. My goodness, the house smells real stuffy. Mayor? Huh? Who is it? Mrs. Atkinson. Oh, sure. 
Come on in for a few minutes, won't you? Thank you. How was the parade? Oh, fine. Very nice. How was Blueberry Hill? Very peaceful. Yeah, exactly. I've been walking and... Yeah? Thinking, do you believe my baby will ever have to go to war and die like his father? Well, that all depends on us, Mrs. Atkins. On us? Yep. On all of us who belong to those thousands and thousands of men who died in this war. I don't think I understand. Well, they gave their lives because they'd been promised that this was to be the last war, final war. To bring the lasting peace forever. Those boys believed that promise. And they died for that promise. Yes, but... Yeah, we won the war, all right. Never in all history has there been a more complete, decisive, and unconditional victory. Now it's our job to hold the world to its part of the bargain. Now, it's got to be made to hold to its promise of everlasting peace that was made to those boys. And if one man, any man, tries to go back on that promise, somehow, in some way, we've got to destroy him. Yes. Yes, you're right, Mayor. Uh, Remember that speech of Lincoln's that we learned in school? Uh, that from these honored dead... We take increased devotion to the cause for which they gave their last full measure of devotion. Oh, yeah, 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 sure, yeah. And that these dead shall not have died in vain. Yeah, well, no more wars, Mrs. Atkinson. No more wars ever. And no new recruits for our future Memorial Day parade. <laughs> us your Noxima experience. Remember, if we read your letter on this program, we'll say thanks with a grand gift jar of Noxima. Here's a letter that sent a gift jar of Noxima skin cream to Mrs. A.K. Hill of Chicago, Illinois. I use Noxima both as a night cream and powder base. Noxima helps my powder stay on all day. My face looks as nice when I come home in the evening as when I leave in the morning. I especially like Noxima because it's greaseless, non-sticky. You'll be thrilled with Noxima, too. Once you see what Noxema can do for your skin, Noxema quickly helps smooth and soften rough, dry skin, quickly helps heal externally caused blemishes. So get Noxema skin cream right away. to be with us next week at the same time when the makers of Noxima again present the mayor of the town starring Lionel Barrymore in a chapter called Two Votes for Marilly. Our script tonight was written by Charles Taswell, music by Bernard Cass. Mr. Barrymore appears to the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Two Sisters from Boston, starring Catherine Grayson, June Allison, Laurette Melchior, Jimmy Durante, and Peter Lawford. Stay tuned in now for Ned Calmer in the news over most of these stations. Now, this is Ken Peters wishing you all a very pleasant good night for two famous products. Noxima Skin Cream for a Smoother Skin. Noxima Shave Cream for a Cooler Shave.
This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, a very moving episode of Mayor of the Town. And it brings home, I think, a very important point. Because sometimes when we think of lives lost during war, we think of the uh, painful and gruesome deaths. We think of the physical cessation of life on Earth. But what Mayor of the Town brings home in this uh, episode is that when our soldiers sacrifice their lives, it means just that, not just their physical lives, but all the hopes and dreams, opportunities, and the safety of home and family in order to secure our liberty and to defend the innocent. And of course, it captured that spirit of the war. World War II, when we were all in it together across racial, religious, ethnic lines, economic lines, fighting together in unity against a common threat so that we could have a nation that was free. And Lionel Barrymore just does a beautiful job in this. And it also makes a very interesting book in for the series. Because if you recall, we opened uh, with the very first episode uh, with a clip of Lionel Barrymore talking on November the 11th, 1938, about the hope for peace. And we end in much the same fashion. And this time, I think, for good, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Our opening theme music was provided by Ken Curlin, kencurlin.com. If you do have a comment, uh, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. And you can always check out a full archive of our episodes at thewar.greatdetectives.net. And so, with gratitude to those who fought and served this country and gave the their lives in defense of it. Wish you all a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. And from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.